Welcome to the Brass Sunday Podcast. My name is Lockie, I am your host. This week on the podcast we have very well-known Twitch streamer, Summerlin Sunshine. Please keep in mind I had to wake up pretty early for this one, and I didn't have much caffeine in my system at the start, so if my hosting skills aren't on point from the beginning, just give me a little second to warm up. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the Brass Sunday Podcast. My name is Lockie, I'm the host, uh, and today on our, on our podcast we have a very special guest, famous Twitch streamer, Summerlin Sunshine. I, I don't know if you could consider famous the right word here. I don't, I don't know. How you doing, Lee? I'm pretty good. I'm tired. I woke up late, but I mean, I'm awake enough, so... That's fair. How's, how's quarantine going? Uh, it was good in the beginning, but then I got bored very quickly. Yeah, that's that seems to be a common theme. Yeah. <laughs> Who who are who are you, Lee? Kind of introduce I? yourself. Oh boy, um, started out as a YouTuber, now I'm a streamer. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't know if you can consider 600 subs a, a YouTuber, but I'll consider it. Hey, if you make YouTube vids, you're a YouTuber, right? Yeah, I guess. I've been doing it since like I think the first time I uploaded was in November of 2015. So yeah, you've been on the grind. It's been ages. Kind of been on the grind. Just a little bit. Kind of forgetting to upload. Fair, fair. It's my understanding that you edit for a fairly high-profile YouTube personality. Who would that be? <laughs> Stupendous Spud. Um, I started working for him last year, and so he does gaming content, a lot of different games recently. It's been a lot of Siege, so I've been trying to get all the gaming videos out for him. It's really fun. What's that like to edit when uh, personally I don't I don't understand Siege and I uh I I guess that those videos are more about the kind of the banter with friends but what do you do you play Siege? Do you understand? I've never played Siege a day <laughs> in my life. Nice. So when I first started editing it, he was like, "Oh yeah, just um before you edit the Siege video, I'll give you like six other games to do." Nice. I'll do I think I did uh, an Uno video and a Pummel Party video while he was streaming Siege on Twitch, and then I just watched the streams, kind of figure out what the game was about. Oh, okay, interesting. Because he didn't just want, like, the banter. Yeah. I could have just done that with, like, any game. He wanted a combination of comedy and skill. Yeah, So okay. I had to learn what was really cool in Siege to do. Yeah, interesting. Without ever playing the games. And it took a while because Siege apparently has a really big learning curve. Yeah. I think I learned CSGO in like two months just by watching videos. Yeah, yeah. But Siege is so much harder that it took me ages. Yeah, but it, it turned out pretty good. And I'm currently working on some more Siege stuff and I kind of get it now enough that I can edit it and know what I'm doing. Yeah. See, it just... I, I could never get into Siege. It seems like it has such a... As you said, such a like a, a tough learning curve that it's it's pretty intimidating i feel like i don't i wouldn't have the patience for yeah it. true anyway mm. <laughs> um <laughs> we do we do a recurring segment um for for all of our new guests which is mm. what is your favorite salad and i know that you were thinking about this so what is your favorite salad you don't get to judge me on this okay okay um it's fruit salad oh that's that's a first when I grew up, my grandma would make, like, the best fruit salad ever because she used Costa Rican, so she knows, like, almost all of the fruit that grows here in America and Costa Rica, and she kind of just combined them all 
and make the best fruit salad ever. That's lit. That's yeah. That's the first time we've had fruit salad. I think we've had what do we have? We've had potato salad, Greek salad, bit of everything. That's that's an original answer. Very very nice. I was, I was thinking of like green salads, and I was just you know you know none of these sound like something I'd just be like oh you know what I could really go for right now. The answer would be fruit salad. I'm a Caesar salad man myself. I don't know what mm-hmm. it is about it. I just like lettuce. Lettuce is good. Lettuce is good. Yeah. It is. Uh, while we're on the topic of recurring segments, we will knock another one over, which is, um, what is the drink that is in your mouth? A very well-named, a very catchy <laughs> named segment. Uh, <laughs> so, what drink is in your mouth? Currently, it is Gamer Subs. Oh, yeah. What, uh, oh, yeah. what flavor have you got? Uh, this one's the blueberry one, although I do have the watermelon ice one. Nice. I figured that I should pick one of my favorites for the stream. Yeah, true, true. I need to restock real bad. I'm I'm having gamer subs withdrawals, and mm-hmm. I miss being happy because of a powdered... Anyway, gamer subs is, <laughs> gamer subs is great. It's uh, uh, organic caffeine, uh, not chalky like other certain G-related uh, <laughs> energy drinks. Pa- powder. Yeah, we're not going to... And did you know, it is also keto-friendly. It is. I am uh, I, I'm missing it a lot, so I will order some probably after this. Um, the first kind of interesting point, um, I've, I've only known you for, for not very long, but uh, I guess one of the, 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 the first things that came out was um, the fact that you're, you're a video editor like me, and I think that's kind of what got us talking and and what probably led to this this actually happening um Mm -hmm. so is it how long have you been editing for and um and and what's your what do you like to edit and yeah um i started editing when i was 11 i think damn on windows movie maker that's Um, where we all started (laughs) yeah it originally started out because of spite i wasn't allowed to really watch movies or anything um so I kind of got spiteful against my mother and I was like, fine, you know what? If you won't let me watch movies, I'll make my own. Nice. Which then led to me realizing that I had to put it together. So I started editing very young. It was just little little sketches that I would do um, out in my yard. And it, it evolved eventually into me wanting to do YouTube because I wanted a place to put videos. So that led into doing mainly vlogs mm-hmm. lots of vlogs um that love of film though kind of stuck around so i wanted to like make my own short films which is a much different style of editing and then recently for the past year about a year um i've branched out into doing gaming videos which are pretty much the same as like a vlog you just cut the clips but then you do the subtitling and all the effects and stuff and then it gets more complicated yeah and is it just Spud that you've done the gaming videos for? Um, no, actually. Um, it is Spud, just Spud now. But last year and the very beginning of this year, I was editing for a group channel that I have with two of my, two or three of my friends. And we have like six-ish videos up on a, on a channel that nobody really knows about because it didn't get go anywhere. Shout it out. Um. It's called the gaming experience, 
Nice. It took a lot of debate on what to call it, and I ended up not having a say, but it turned out, it worked out perfectly. Nice. Because now we just call it TGE, it's like super short. Yeah. Um, So there's about six or seven videos on that channel that I've edited. One I have not, the rest are all mine. Nice. I'm going to put them on the internet and just try to put them out there more. Yeah, you should. Go check out the gaming experience on YouTube. I guess I guess one of the the interesting things about um, me doing these podcasts with with new people is is learning more about who they are because eventually I want to get to I get I guess the dream the, the the direction of this podcast is is to interview creators like yourself um, mm-hmm. and kind of sh- get to show people what they're like and and what their life was like things that people might not know about them so um, do you, do you have any other hobbies outside outside of uh, working? As an editor, anything in particular? Moving and quarantine definitely halted a lot of them. Yeah, that's um, fair. But a lot of the ones that I used to have, up until probably last year when we moved, because we had a big backyard, is I would go out and do archery. Yeah. Um, I did archery for five years, I think. Still a hobby. I will still do it if I have a backyard. Yeah. Making costumes is another one. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, writing. Writing's fun. I don't... I, I think I consider drawing a hobby because I don't really do it for work does does commissions <laughs> count as, as work yeah I count them as work because you get paid for them but also they kind of put you under pressure to you know this is a commission you want it to be as perfect as you possibly can yeah, to get it yeah. to the customer and it has to be good rather when I do my art I can just kind of bullshit my yeah. way through it <laughs> so you kind of art is both a hobby and, and kind of a job yeah, I used to do it more as a job. I would do more commissions, but now I've kind of like slowed down. Yeah, um, doing art commissions. That's that's cool. Did you did you find that you got frustrated, um, or kind of uh, encouraged not to to do as much art when you were doing more commissions? Like, um, yes, I know when, when people finally get to do the thing that they love for a job, which sounds like the dream. Um, it it ends up people end up despising exactly what they thought they wanted to do. Did you find... It got... Yeah. Yeah, it got really hard because I've always loved editing. I feel like that one I can do as a job. But when I started doing just, like, commissions constantly, I stopped really enjoying art and I just felt like it was my job and I had to do it. Otherwise, I have, like, a load of people coming in asking for commissions and then I'd have to deny them all. And it was just, like, this long string of almost anxiety that built up over doing commissions yeah so now they're like very select or i'll pick people that i know Mm -hmm. um for the commissions like if people ask me they'll ask i'll say my commissions are closed um i i prefer doing art for myself because i know what i want that's good like um i guess that way then that that kind of just the uh, the hate of not not quite hate, but getting to despise the thing that you love won't happen as quickly, I guess, which is good. Yeah, it's it's a lot more uh, being able to know what I want. Sometimes you don't know exactly what the person wants for their art, and yeah. you're worried about messing it up. Yeah. Versus when I do it, I can do whatever I want and be like, yeah, that's what I want, or that's I don't want that. Yeah, the only pressure is is on on you from you, which would be much which better. Which is than a lot client. easier. Yeah. Interesting. What about photography? That is a rare occasion. Um, it's a hobby when I'm in the mood for it, which yeah. is pretty rare, but 
it, it does happen, and I've gotten better over the years, but I guess I guess you can consider it a hobby. Yeah. Um, it, it's very rare, considering I like to take uh, pictures of other people. Yeah, that's and tricky. At, at the moment, quarantine is kind of restricting that, but... Yeah, for anybody listening in the future, we are currently uh, in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic, which is a lot of fun for the whole family. It's Yeah, it's killing the people who don't have it slowly even. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a mess. Yeah. Just quickly, I wanted to brush on. I remember you mentioning that you're a fan of the, the Fairbairn brothers from Australia. Yes. Their skits and stuff. Yes. And oh I, was, God, yes. I was kind of thinking... What what is the direction? If you had a chance to pick a, a direction for your YouTube channel, and that got views and that got you you got uh, you could make a career out of that, what would you choose? If you had um, to make a decision right now, probably sketches. Honestly, yeah. Um, I I feel like a lot of the short films I do start out as sketches, or they start out as, hey, what if we did this, or yeah. what if we had this concept? They're just more flushed out um, sketches. They're more like short films, but I really want to do um, really anything to do with improv and, and comedy and, and things like that. I'm a huge fan of um, Smosh and their sketches, yeah. and Farron. I love their videos. Anything with sketches and um, IRL and like vlog videos are great and all, but I just love the idea of being able to turn into another character and people falling in love with that character and being able to make their own stories based off of it. Yeah. The Fairbairn brothers are just, they're just so good at what they do. They really are. <laughs> it makes me just, I, I watch their videos and it makes me think, what can the next sketch I be? Yeah. I, I do is. Um, there's like a lot of sketches that I filmed, but I'm not very confident in them because they're all of me and I'm not a good actor, but it kind of makes me want to like edit them and see how I can make them work. Yeah, you should. I think a lot of it, they're, they're both fantastic. Uh, like Lachlan is a fantastic writer. Like he comes up with, he's pretty much, uh, as far as I understand, come up with most of the, the sketches. Um, and it just, some of the ideas is so so like uh a lot of their stuff is like cliche and kind of making fun of things that have already been done but some of the stuff is just so new and original it's it's refreshing i I suppose it's incredible and it's very um some of it you might think is very silly and very insane like the whole powerpoint (laughs) or the watermelon videos those ones you'd think they're just kind of insane and just weird, but they work, and that's yeah. the thing. That's what makes me love them so much is because you would think, if anybody came up to you and went, hey, I have an idea, let's make a video where I give you a PowerPoint and you just read it, everyone would think that would be kind of boring, yeah. but it works so well, and the idea of it, it just makes me want to like go out there and start like making so many different films and skits. And you can just tell that... Uh... Having grown up with each other, Jackson and, and Lachlan, they just know exactly where each other are going with things and they're just so sharp when it comes to uh, j- jumping on jumping on the joke. Did you... Oh, I think you sent the, the improv one, the entirely improvised one. Yeah, that one, it came out um, yesterday for us and it's 
it's incredible to see how well they did. It's just, it didn't have a storyline in the beginning because they didn't really know what to do, but mm. then it just branched out and they made the most perfect storyline. It was hilarious. I mean, it wasn't like masterful improv in the way that they kind of, uh, I guess, broke the fourth wall a fair bit with the kind of laughing at each other in real life and um, talk, mentioning that, that they didn't, Mm-hmm. quite know the rules of, of footy or something like that but like that just adds so much to it and kind of breaking character like that is a whole a whole nother a whole other sense of humor in itself i suppose i feel like it would set them up really well to do like live shows where yeah. they would know that sometimes the laughing um is fine like in the powerpoint videos yeah. or things like that where it just it adds an element of you know that this is scripted but yeah. they just they mess up and that's perfectly fine yeah well with the powerpoint video like the whole thing is just like the fourth wall is completely broken and they're just laughing at this powerpoint that has has been created and they're tasked with reading and it's just absolutely terrible but like you're you enjoy it more because they're having fun with it and you can tell um and yeah they, I, I just think they're they're fantastic content creators they're wonderful. I'm very glad I found them um, recently, and I'm glad I found them when they were... Not to say that they're small, considering they're at 1 million subs. That's insane. But I really feel like they're going to get up there, like 5, 10 mil. Yeah. Um, I wonder... I wonder... I, I reckon Lachlan would be under some pretty intense pressure as far as um, keeping up... Like, keeping up the writing and um, continuing to pump out content, like... Um, I think that would probably change things for him in, in the same way that we were discussing before with doing something that you love for a job. He'd probably, I don't know, start to feel the pressure of, well, we've got these millions of people that want to see our content. Um, I need to keep writing. And then that kind of, I guess, induces some kind of writer's block. Yeah, it really does. Uh, it's I can imagine. I, I wonder how many sketches he has already. Oh, man. That's what I want to mm. Because they're kind of making this whole, like, Fairburn cinematic universe thing. And it makes you think, how many do they have written already? Do they have a storyline? Or are they just going through it and don't really have an idea yet? It'd be crazy if they had, like, a a whole, like, as you said, the cinematic universe. Like, all of the videos linked together. Something I'd show to my kids one day. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be insane. Surely I make, like, a... Uh, like a conspiracy theory video outlining all of the videos and somehow bullshitting my way into linking them all together. Eventually. There's so many of them, but it would be so cool if they were literally all connected. Yeah, that would be insane. I've got written down here that you got an offer from a certain designer clothing company. Oh, God. Tell us about that experience. It was during one of my streams. I got a notification on my phone that I got an email on a business email, and I was like, "Oh, business email! I never get these." <laughs> business. Um, I opened it after stream, and it. At first, I thought it was fake because you know they get a lot of the weird ones that are like, "Hey, we have offer. Get now." Or yeah. Things like that that are just really bad, but this one seemed weirdly real. And I clicked on the email address that it went through and went to the site that it was connected to, and it was an offshoot of Gucci. Damn. So one of the modeling agents at Gucci was like, hey, we love your um, content, we love the 
photos that you put out and the way that you take pictures, we'd like to hire you or offer you a, a modeling position. And I was very stressed when I got that. And I was like, oh, God, what why? Was, what was your first feeling when you saw it? I, <laughs> honest first feeling was, oh, God, no, I'm not that pretty. <laughs> Um, I, I just feel like, though, that is a very uh, stereotypical thing to say or think in the beginning. So after I pushed past that, I was like, really? Gucci? Of all of all things, next thought was how cool it would it be to walk down the runway wearing the weirdest outfits. <laughs> Your brain just went straight to the, like, where could this go? Yeah. And then third one was, I don't want to do it because I don't want to be pressured to stay so skinny. I don't want to be pressured... Um, to do shows in other countries, I don't feel... I still feel like a child. I don't feel like I'm old enough to go anywhere. I don't feel comfortable doing it. So I was like, you know, I have to refuse the offer. Yeah, so I, I refused it. Yeah, but. I think that's a very honorable thing. I think everybody's going to get offers in their lives that, um, that are going to be really cool offers, but if your heart's not in it and you're not like you're not passionate about it then and you're not going to enjoy it at all you're just doing it because it's a cool thing to do um yes it would be cool life experience but if you're yeah if you don't want to do it then there's no point pushing yourself to uh to do something that you don't want to do yeah a lot of people were like oh you should have taken the offer you really should have and i was like you know it's my decision i'm not one to be in front of the camera i would rather be behind it that's easy if for them were, to say. If if they were offering me a position to be a photographer, yeah, that would, that be, different. would be a different story. I yeah. would probably take that one. Yeah. Um, I, I prefer to be behind and work with everything in the back rather than being on the front, which it's kind of a struggle when doing streaming and YouTubing. You're kind of in the front. Yeah. But it's fun doing, like, all the production behind and kind of having, like, this secret, like, almost like metaphorically a secret back room that you have all of your connections and your friends and to deal with and then when you leave the room um that is like the outside world was streaming and youtube well you're running the whole show Mm -hmm. it's crazy i i was going to mention uh along the same line of of turning things down i had i had an opportunity to apply for um narrating on mk which is a a fairly well-known reddit reddit reading youtube channel and I, I thought about it and thought about it and thought, hey, this could, this could uh, benefit me greatly. This would give me a lot of internet clout. I kind of thought about it and I thought, I don't, I've never been on Reddit. I don't enjoy reading these posts. So even if I did do a good job, I wouldn't enjoy it. I'd probably hate it after a week. And no matter how much clout I got from it or wanted from it, it wouldn't be worth it for my happiness and it wouldn't be worth it for the people who were hiring me as well because um, I respect Michael and Darcy, the, the guys that run MK, and I wouldn't want to go into into something like that working for my friends with without putting my ho- all of my effort into it. So You want to do things that you have and, in, in, and enjoy... What's the word? There's a word that I'm looking for, but you want to do things that you like to do. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to get very tired of them. For sure. The next, the next thing I have written on the list is, Lee has been, uh, as far as I'm aware, practicing her Australian accent for a while now, and she seems yes, to have mastered. Only in front of you, though. 
Yeah. She seems to have mastered one word in particular. Oh, boy. Um, Americans and Australians say the word Minecraft very differently. And every single time I say Minecraft in an Australian accent or with an accent, Lockie loses his mind. It's it's so strange hearing someone from the US do such a, a decent Australian accent. Like, you kind of... I'm kind of used to, like, the... I guess people just like mocking Crocodile Dundee or something like the mm-hmm. the only Australian accent that, that they've ever heard. Good I might or something. I don't know. Something along the lines. And it's wrong, though, because the people in America, they make up words that they think sounds like it, but it's not. What was that one that you mentioned? Uh, good I might. Which is? Good I might. But if you say that too fast, it, it sounds okay. Like a one out of ten acceptable, but not good, if you say it, um, because it, it's not the right. The word mate, as a very American way of saying it, is not might. Yeah, like as in good, I might in in mm-hmm. an Australian. It, it yeah no nah, yeah no. Nah. It doesn't work, but the word Minecraft does work. There we go. There we go. <laughs> it's good. Minecraft works. Minecraft works. Nice. Mm-hmm. We are going to take a small break. Uh, I'm going to go get some more coffee, and we'll be back in a moment. All right, we are back from the break. I didn't go get coffee. We just uh, synced audio. That That's uh, production magic for you. I lied. Sorry. Um, How could you? <laughs> sorry, bro. Quarantine vibes. What what is, what is quarantine like on the other side of the world? I've been very interested to hear about this. I've heard bits and pieces, but wh- what kind of rules are imposed on, on you guys during this um. pandemic? It's very interesting because there are, like, very specific states that have the most cases. Mm. Um, it's it's changed a lot since the very beginning of corona and all of the lockdown stuff originally happened. But the very first state to get any COVID patients was the state that I live in, which is Washington. Oh. Um, so we went down into not necessarily lockdown. I kind of started self-quarantining before they kind of said, stop going out. Yeah, me too. Um, so I, I've been in this for two months now. <laughs> I am exhausted. God, it's been a while, hasn't it? It really has. It's 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 May. <laughs> Damn. Which is very weird to think about, considering this started in, in very late February and early March. Um, well, it started in China and, like, in... Uh... It started in early December, the first um, reports were, but then it took off in, like, January. That's so crazy to think about. It's anyway, sorry, continue. Five months. <laughs> um, I don't know really what's going on in the outside world, considering I don't really leave the house anymore. And that's the beauty of working from home, isn't it? I have. I went out to the store, like, two days ago, um, and it was much different. They have stickers all over the floor that are yeah. six feet apart, and yeah. they tell you that you have to stand there. It's very interesting. Um, and when I walked into the store, there's a lady working there, and she goes, uh, everything's the exact same. All of the carts and, and the baskets have been sanitized, and I'm just sitting there being like, wow, they really are just really working on this. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're planning on, like, lifting the lockdown, really, in Washington. I know they are planning on it in other states, and it's not a good idea. That's, that's so insane. I want to... I haven't actually seen anything about um, about like lifting the lockdown. That I haven't seen any of the statistics behind it. All I saw was Elon Musk tweeting 
And I thought he'd like, uh, I remember my friend Nikki sent me a message um, and she thought he'd been hacked or something because he was like, free America, release the lockdown, we don't need all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see the maths behind it because I haven't actually seen any supporting evidence of why we should lift these these lockdowns. If I go to his Twitter, the very first, or the pinned tweet he has is in all caps and it says free America yeah. now, which is, is pretty insane. He's, he's probably in his bunk, his doomsday bunker, completely <laughs> safe from everyone. Probably in his mansion with yeah. his pregnant girlfriend. Yeah. Just hanging out, being like, oh, you guys are having issues with the lockdown? I have a fridge full of food. What are you talking about? Yeah, but for someone who seems like he... Like, he's done so much for... He advocates for, um, like, climate change awareness and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. For someone who's so aware about uh, and so proactive about uh, saving the planet and, and doing right by mankind, and he's doing the electric car thing and solar power, um, it's just such an... It took me so off guard for him to... The only thing I can possibly think is he's seen some statistics and some data that we, like the public, hasn't been able to access. Um, because otherwise possibly. it just doesn't make sense. Or he just wants to get back to his rockets. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> that, that, I don't blame <laughs> him, to be honest. Um, I, I know, exactly. It's, it's space and yeah. science. I didn't actually write that down. You're into spacely, just a little bit. I am. Where, just, where does that come bit. from? That came from my grandfather, actually. That's cool. Um, he was in love with space, so I kind of um, adopted that, I think, over time. Um, I think he, he passed away in 2010, and for like five or six years after that, I was like, ah, space, no, I hate it. Oh, man. And then it just started growing on me. I would just look at pictures, and yeah. I just fell in love with space. And so now it's one of, I think it's my biggest obsession, honestly. Now you're a big space nerd. I have way too many space things. Nerds are the best. That's okay. Um, yeah, that's that's really interesting. That's like one of the 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 first things that I kind of I learnt, I suppose, about you was the the obsession with space, and I I kind of get it. Like I, I went outside, and rather than just being outside, I kind of took notice of looked up and looked at the moon and the, and the stars and kind of actually thought about how insane it is, uh, the world that we live in. And, and um, I think Venus was out near the moon that night as well, which was which was uh, crazy. And then I wanted to buy a telescope, which I still want to buy. Uh, so, yeah, I, I need to investigate that more. But, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Telescopes are very expensive. They really are. Yeah. Um, but you know what worked just as well? binoculars oh yeah i remember you said they make ones that are for bird viewing and they're Mm -hmm. big but they're cheaper than telescopes interesting i think i have some somewhere i'll dig them up they're very good for viewing the moon Uh, a lot of my space photos that i've taken are through my binoculars yeah i remember you saying interesting i want to get like a maybe one day when i can actually afford it like a proper telescope set up with a, a mount for a camera i think that'd be cool I gotta set mine up eventually. <laughs> One day. We, uh, I got Lee to put out a, a tweet and something on a Discord uh, asking for, for questions from friends in the community. And we didn't get, we didn't get too many, but I think we have enough. Um, so I put, <laughs> I also asked on my private Instagram, which is like 20 people or something, which is usually pretty good for, for podcast topics and stuff. But I just, let me... Let me get up the topic list real quick. I think one of them was 
my name Jeff. One of them was, uh, oh, the story's not here anymore. Don't worry. One was just like leg. Very, mm. very helpful. They take them very seriously. Yeah. Uh, so, first of all, we have uh, my good friend Rowan, who who's a frequent co-host on the podcast. His his first uh, first question or topic I ask for for both is you should both talk about something each of you are interested in. What's 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 something that you're interested in that I don't know about and not many people might know about? Um, that's a good question because I tend to put out a lot of my hobbies onto the internet. Yeah. Um, Do you want me to go first while you think? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm. I don't know how much I've talked about it before. I talked about our tour to, to Japan, um, but I am really into music and I've been playing brass instruments for 10 years now, which is crazy. I'm getting old. Um, so yeah, I started in primary school and I've been playing trombone, uh, well, euphonium, which is like a small tuba for 10 years and then tuba for six years. So, um, yeah, that's kind of one of my passions and I, I don't really have too much time for it anymore because I'm studying full-time at, at uni and working a fair bit. But I hope to do some music streams. That's something I really want to do. That would that would be great content, honestly. Yeah. Have you have you got your idea? Oh, it's it's something that I'm interested in, but I can't really do or rather finish because of health issues because I have um, very bad lungs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I did and I want to finish um, my martial arts certification technically it's not really a certification but i was almost a black belt damn i didn't finish though um so that was one thing that i really really want to finish i can't though because of my health um but i did get halfway so that's okay i'm sure you'll get there one day hopefully um just kind of work back up to it eventually and get my black belt um which would have been really cool to be a black belt much sooner but yeah you know, it's time and I have a lot of other things that I, I like to do. So what Lee's trying to say is don't mess with her or she'll kick your ass. <laughs> right? I'm very small, but I will kick you. <laughs> true. true. She's fast. Um, Rowan had another question. Plans for May the 4th. Do you have any plans? Oh, watching Star Wars. Yeah. Dressing up as Rey. Nice. Uh, what else? Talking with my friends about which movies we, uh, we liked and which ones we didn't as yeah. much. Yeah. I and um, hopefully, maybe, possibly, this is this is a stretch. Um, getting the Fallen Order game. It's is on it sale. Order? It went on sale is last it? night. Forty percent off. I'm gonna buy it. Uh, I'm I'm buying it. It's <laughs> the next to. game. It's. Uh, I've been waiting for it to go on sale for so long, and I saw it last night. It went on sale last night at like three a.m. or something, and I was gonna send you a photo, but. I did not. But I'm so excited. Um, well, that is that is my plan. Yep. Star Wars <laughs> and uh, more Star Wars. Yeah. Are you going to stream it? Possibly. If I can get it uh, running well, I'll, I'll probably end up streaming it. Yeah, cool. I'm so keen. Um, my <laughs> My plan for May the 4th, it is a Monday, uh, which I do have classes, uh, I mean lectures on, but I, 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 I'll just skip those. Um I think I'm going to watch probably the original three films. Um, 
I, I think James, uh, James, one of our friends um, who, who's a, a Twitch streamer as well, he said he might do something in his server, like a, a movie day or something. So I'll see what's happening there. But um, yeah, I'll definitely be watching at least one Star Wars film. Good plans. Do you have, do you, this might be a really tough question. It is a really tough question. Do you have a favorite Star Wars film? Oh, favorite Star Wars film. Or just pick one that you like. I love Solo. Interesting. It's a branch, it's one of the, not as, you know, popular because it's not one of the main ones, but I really like it. I also really enjoy um, Phantom Menace. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that's one of my favorites. Interesting. I kind of have to watch them all and, and kind of redo them, but I, yeah. I really love... They're not old, really, mm-hmm. but I, I just really like the older style of film, um, even though they were filmed in the 2000s. Yeah. Have you seen um, Rogue One? I have. I really liked the way they did that one. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a movie that you could spoil and nobody would believe you. <laughs> yeah, true. It's not that much to spoil. I guess you know how it's going to end. Yeah. Yeah. For spoilers, everybody dies. Yeah. Um, And nobody would believe you if you said that. And then they watch it and they're like, oh, you were right. Yeah. I I think I was was in need of another actual Star Wars film when Rogue One came out. I really wanted an actual Star Wars film. Um, Mm Yeah. And I went to the the cinema and, and watched it and I guess... I was expecting it. I had my expectations set for a Star Wars film, but that's not what it was. So I was I was disappointed. But um, I, I rewatched it when we did our uh, when we attempted our twenty something hour Star Wars marathon before the Rise of Skywalker came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I quite like I like the cinematography. Um, the pacing's really good. It's 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 not a Star Wars film though. It it almost feels like a. a v- cutscenes in an, a, a video game hmm. uh, with all the the stormtroopers and like killing all the stormtroopers and getting them out of the picture and stuff it just kind of feels it like um, a video game yeah it feels like you, you cut to different like levels you're cut, uh, cutting between different characters and it does feel very feels much like, like a video game feels like cutscenes in a video game yeah. that's when I watched it and I was like wait a second this is just this is a, a very high mastered video game yeah good graphics. I enjoyed it very good. Yeah. Um, Just not Star Wars. True. I I'm a sucker for the original trilogy. I I don't know. Many people, not many people know this, but I I've I've been into Star Wars since I was very young, and the way I got into it, um, on my PlayStation Two, I had Lego Star Wars, uh, whatever the original three games were, or whatever the original game was, and then eventually the what's the whatever all six uh, of the the films in a game is called um mm-hmm. the something saga anyway i so i played through that first and then uh, when i was old enough my my dad got me uh, i think it was like a box set of all six films and i was so surprised when i was watching the phantom menace for the first time because i was so in love with the game that i was like dad why did it's it's unbelievable that they made a movie about this game because I thought the, the, <laughs> the live action Star Wars was based on Lego Star Wars. So that was that was a young Loki moment. That was back in the day. Yeah, um, definitely not based on the game. No, no, <laughs> you never know. I think I think Empire Strikes Back has got to be one of my favorites. 
Oh, that one is yeah, it's so good. Not a bad film, that one. Moving on, Bella. Shout out to Bella. What is the most useless item you own? Time to expose yourselves. Hee <laughs> hee. I feel bad if my dad listens to this. Uh-oh. I, I got a Christmas present. Um, my dad is a... This is a weird story. My dad is a pizza delivery driver. Mm-hmm. And he was driving a pizza to a house, got to the house, gave it to them. They were like, hey, we don't really have money to tip right now. But <laughs> the guy goes, I have a lot of little creations that I make. And if you would like one, usually I sell them for like 30 to 40. But if you would like one, I will give them to you. Interesting. You have like extra or something. Yeah. So when my dad said, that was what my dad told me before he handed me the present. And I opened the box, and inside was this glass sphere, but it was hollow, and inside was, like, a a certain, like, liquid. I don't know if it's, like, a type of oil or, like, a saline solution or something. And the inside is a dyed, freeze-dried rose, and there's glitter in it. Damn. And it's so useless. (laughs) It's just sitting there on on my dresser. It's yeah. on my dresser. Oh, okay. Um, because it's supposed to last anywhere from 30 days to, like, two years. Mm-hmm. It's been over 30 days since Christmas. <laughs> it's fine, and it hasn't made any noise yet, so I think we're good. Hasn't made any noise it, yet? What are you... I'm terrified it's going to oh, explode. Oh, God. <laughs> that... I, I have to get a picture of it eventually. Yeah. It, but it's so useless. It's a, a freeze-dried rose trapped in liquid is what it is. That's kind of lit, and though. It is. It's bright yellow. It's oh, just yeah. so confusing. Yeah. I think... Do you have a useless item? I think I just I just spent an unreasonable amount of money on a second computer um, <laughs> because I wanted to use it as a stream, P- stream PC and I also wanted our house to have a, a media PC, like a home theater PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did my first stream... With the dual PC setup and decided that it is definitely not worth it because I tend to stick with uh, being a just chatting Andy and you don't need two PCs to be a just chatting Andy, it turns out. So, yeah, that's probably a $1,500 brick that's now sitting on my floor. But no, we will, we will, I, I will find something else to, to use it for. But yes, that's probably the most useless thing I have at the moment. Hope that hope you enjoyed that, Bella. Uh, <laughs> Trippy TV asks, "Why do we exist?" Uh, with an S. You can you can answer that one, Lee. Why do we exist? Um, no, no, no. Why I do don't we know exist? Why exists. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I don't know why we exist, but I do know that one of the reasons we exist is to make other humans happy. Like we all make each other happy. Yeah. It's the only thing I can come up with. That's... I don't know why we exist, but I know why we exist. All right, so. no, we'll settle for that answer. We can we can only answer why do we exist. Maybe it's just yeah. anyway. Uh, one of your your fans, Lumpy Biscuits, <laughs> has asked. I know who this is. Lee, do you pre- oh I think it's why do you prefer biscuits to croissants, and why do you hate croissants? I'm going to get a lot of hate from him for this, but I prefer croissants to biscuits, actually. Oh. Um, Maybe I I'm sorry to wrong. him. He is apparently, according to him, 
he's a sentient biscuit, um, but I do prefer croissants because they're light and fluffy versus, um, I don't know, it's just they're, they're better. They're slightly better. I've probably offended him, but oh well. What is... Sorry. <laughs> what is a biscuit in the US? Um, best way I can describe it is biscuits and gravy. That is definitely it's not only... a good way to describe... I. They're, they're like a little bready thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, we don't have those in Australia. Yeah, it's different, so I prefer croissants anyway. Lumpy Biscuits also asks, um, I, I said, uh, they they asked, is there a limit to questions I, I, um, I can ask? So I can't remember what my response was. Let me have a look. I think I said, uh, I mean, there's no guarantee they'll be all asked if you ask too many. Uh, so they said, I don't hear no. So they also asked, Lee, after finding out the deal with airplane food, what was your reaction? Um, Has anyone really found out what the deal with airplane food is? Yes. Oh. Because your taste buds are different uh, however many feet in the air it is because of the pressure. Um, every time, everything tastes more bland Damn. because of the pressure in your head. That's really just the good. deal with the airline food. And if I get that question again from him, I'm going to punt him. <laughs> <laughs> I had a really nice duck on an airplane once. Anyway, uh, one of your mods, FrickFrack on Twitch, uh, ah. said when I asked Toby if, if uh, she had any questions, um, Frick answered instead and asked, why is Lee such a lovely person? Oh, God. How do I answer that question? I think that's more of just a message to say hello on the podcast. I really feel, yeah, that's <laughs> definitely just a... Because I don't have an answer for that. But yeah, shout out. Thanks for the question, Frick Frack. Next up, Osreed's Reddit. How you going, mate? If you're listening to this, um, a dude that I know from Twitter, he has a YouTube channel. Go check that out. What is the dumbest choice that you've made in your life that has led you here today? Is pretty much what he's trying to say. Um, I, I don't know. There's There's some pretty dumb choices here and there i don't know that i have any choice like dumb choices that i would say i regret could you say it was dumb in the beginning yeah that might work rather than just dumb overall because i feel like being spiteful against my mother at 11 was pretty dumb <laughs> isn't everyone though yeah maybe <laughs> that's just, I, just a I feel like it was a pretty bad idea back then especially since i wasn't allowed to you know watch films and stuff yeah um so that was probably a big dumb decision that I made at the time. Smart now, very wonderful. Um, I think the other dumb decision is that um, I was a very sheltered child, so I, I didn't grow up with any other music other than classical. Okay. I branched out into cinematic music, which of course has like a lot more instru instruments or it's arranged in different ways yeah. than classical is. So I started listening to that and I would get in trouble for it. <laughs> Do you have a favorite but, film score composer? Uh, Hans Zimmer. Mm, what a legend. Definitely. Yeah. Hans Zimmer or... This isn't really a, a film uh, score. But there's this... Um, I think it's a company or an artist called Two Way mm -hmm. that makes some really, really good like cinematic, almost trailer covers of pop songs. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, They've done a lot for different movies. Yeah. Um, they did ones for Tomb Raider, um, the Doolittle movie that came out recently. Have you seen um, that? I have not. It's supposed to be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Might watch it just for the laughs. Yeah. Um, 
what was yeah dumbest choice that in life i i don't i don't know maybe dropping out of dropping out of engineering and starting a a degree that i mean it's more employable but it'll it will earn me significantly less money in the future but hey hopefully i'll be happier and you've got uh doing streaming and like other stuff as like a, a second yeah maybe that's the bad decision choice. <laughs> um, <laughs> who knows scarab scrub also on youtube my uh, my good friend ryan um go check him out so this question is uh is basically just about him washing feet uh and mm. i'll say to that see a doctor ryan mm-hmm. moving on uh uh at total geek 9224 on twitter uh zach thanks for the question mate what do you think about a elon musk's stance on covid we kind of talked about this earlier i think he's gone insane yeah just a little bit uh oh boy he i i just don't understand lost a little respect yeah. still like him just a little bit less it's it just it just boggles my mind because it doesn't make any sense other than the fact that he wants things to go back to normal so he can start making more money again. Yeah. B. The latest news regarding the Artemis project. Aha. Go for it. I don't. I haven't checked to see if there's any updates on it. I'm assuming he's talking about the Artemis project, as in the project to take people back to the moon. Mm-hmm. I don't. I haven't read up anything recently on it, but I am very, very, very excited to see people go to the moon in my lifetime. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, considering the very first time and the last time they did it were in the sixties. Yeah, that's um, crazy. I'm so incredibly excited for it. There's a few astronauts that I've been following that are going to be the ones going to the moon, and I am so hype. <laughs> that's great. Why haven't Why haven't people been sent back? Is it just so? ineffective on cost i i think it's a cost thing and i also think it's because of space exploration in general Mm -hmm. they're trying to do a lot of other things such as put satellites in space go to um other planets with um satellites and probes and things like that yeah um and monitor asteroids i think they kind of just took all the resources that they were going to put into the um, moon program and they kind of spread them out among all of the other space programs to kind of even it out so I guess the moon hasn't really been a priority since we're like oh yeah we went there we'll go back there in a few few years yeah yeah no, I that, think that's really what happened there yeah well that makes sense it's not really the highest priority like we've we've been there we can we and when you can send a, a rover that is much less expensive than sending a, a team of astronauts Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to justify. Because you have to think about human liability and people's yeah, lives. Yeah. We know that people can live. We can. We know that people can be on the moon. Mm-hmm. We know that it's safe, so yeah. we don't really need to go back immediately. Yeah, but I am sure. very excited for the Artemis project. No, that's awesome. Um, Osri's Reddit asks another question. Uh, Since there's math supporting both sides, what's your personal stance on reopening? Uh, open fully, close for longer, or maybe something in between? I'm excited to hear the perspectives while I form my own. Do you have any opinions? I don't think there's really too much supporting both sides of reopening that kind of just lets everybody connect. I really think a a good way to put it would be if you were to reopen because it's not really up to the public. No. Um, If you have a fever or cold symptoms, stay home. Otherwise, going to work is okay and things like that. Just make sure you still do the social distancing as much as you possibly can. Uh, otherwise, I think maybe just keep it closed for a little bit longer. As much as I want my birthday to be 
open and, you know, be able to see people on my birthday, I don't think it's going to happen. And yeah. if it's for the betterment of the country, you know what? It's fine. Yeah. Um, I can celebrate it online. Yeah, of course. Uh, and you have a lot of a lot of friends online and I'm sure your family would be happy to jump on video calls and, and that kind of thing. Um, I think we're lucky mm-hmm. in the age that we, we live in. Uh, this would this would suck a lot more if if we were even ten years ago, mm-hmm. uh, let alone like twenty or thirty. That would just be terrible. Um, for me personally, uh, my state in Australia has got zero cases right now. Um, oh yay! So I think yeah, it's it's really it's really great. Australia jumped on like a pretty strong lockdown straight away. Um, we blocked off all domestic travel, all the borders are closed, um, we're pretty locked down. And I think yesterday they announced that we're allowed to go over, I think you're allowed to have like a family of four over at your house and stuff and like businesses are reopening in, in my state. I feel um, like that's a good idea is letting it up slowly, not yeah, just being yeah. like, all right, it's all open now, have fun. It's almost like, to me, that's the equivalent of black friday and opening the stores at one exact time and everybody rushing in and fighting over things yeah yeah it was like those videos online um i feel like letting it out up slowly is much better than just being like all right out into the wild you go yeah i'm pretty proud of how our country's dealt with it um and makes yeah, me want to live there <laughs> yeah you should, totally should oz i don't i don't really oz oz oh i guess it's austin Mate, I, I don't really agree with opening things up, especially in the US, because mm-hmm. you guys have just hit a million mm-hmm. cases. Yeah. And that's not, not good. good. There's 2,000 yeah. people dying every day. Yeah, it's a bit of a mess. We're not doing very well at it, uh, protecting each other. No, not. I, I don't think. I think people are aware of it now, and people are going to kind of follow those. The majority here. Of course, there's going to be mm-hmm. idiots that still refuse and don't believe that covid's real and still meet with their friends and stuff and hang out in mm-hmm. public anyway i don't think it's a good idea to reopen i haven't seen the maths behind um behind reopening everything other than I it's think almost just wait honestly yeah. it's safe to wait if you lock everything down for a month then it gets starved out almost it definitely flattens the curve a lot uh, which is kind mm-hmm. of what australia's done and it's it's nowhere near as bad yeah. And then it, once it's over, it's over. You probably won't have to do with this in your lifetime again. Mm-hmm. Just get it over and done with now. Yeah. I would be exactly. interested to see um, the like people have obviously if Elon Musk thinks that we should open up, there's got to be some maths behind um, why we should. So I'd be interested to see that. But yeah, that concludes questions from friends and the community. Mm. The next uh, we have another recurring segment. Uh, which mm. is song recommendation of the week? Oh, did you did you end up picking one? I did, but I have two. Um, Go ahead. I think the one that I've been listening to, like, it's not a recent. It's not an old song, but it's not recent. Um, it's called Moon Dust by James Young. Oh yeah. Um, really good song. I've been vibing a lot to it. Nice. Um, and the other one is just. A shout out to my my all-time favorite song which is saturn by sleeping at last they're not very well known and it's kind of why i want to be like listen to them because their his music is incredible interesting uh moon dust sounds a little bit like this the sun will give me just enough. 
And what was the other song that you said? Uh, Saturn by Sleeping At Last. That sounds something like this. My song recommendation of the week uh, has to be... I haven't thought about this. I should have... I told you to think about it, but then I didn't think about it. Wow. Uh, I've been... <laughs> I don't... Oh, you, it's got to be... Uh, why not? A Horse With No Name by America. You suggested this hmm. band to me uh, when we were on stream. And I was looking for something chill. And it is very chill. And I really enjoy the band America. And that song sounds something like this. First thing I met was a fly with a buzz and the sky with no clouds. The heat was hot and the ground was dry, but the air was full of sound. It's 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 great. It's a good vibe. I do like the vibe. Um, I've also been listening to a bit of classical for some reason. I've 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 heard that on streams. <laughs> it comes up. It's, it's also a vibe. Because I have my, my playlist on shuffle and there's so much random stuff in there that it's bound to come around to <laughs> some, uh, who's... Classical. Shostakovich. Why not, hey? Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's Song Recommendation of the Week, one of my favorite segments. The next, I think this has got to be one of the most interesting, in my opinion, and your mother's opinion, collaborating mm-hmm. with high-profile content creators. Um, now it has come to my attention that you are friends with with quite a few fairly high profile internet people. What? Yeah. What is that? How did that come to be, and what what is that like? Um, I think the first one was Toby or Toby on the telly from the Misfits. Um, it started in December of 2018 is when I I found um one of the Misfits videos, and I kind of just started watching them because I I really loved the humor and yeah. just the content that Who they put out. Who did you find first? Uh, I found Swagger first. Oh, interesting. I found Swagger on weirdly, I found Swagger on Instagram oh. because people were putting his clips on Instagram and without credit, which is not a thing you should do. <laughs> yeah, no. But I did research. I found his YouTube. Started watching fits from Swagger. Yeah. Then I found Toby and started watching Toby's videos. And honestly, I, I liked Toby's videos out of all of them, I, probably the best. Mm-hmm. Um, just the editing style. Um, Blue is Toby's editor. Yeah, he's a legend. I love Toby. Uh, Toby's editor. Blue is a wonderful editor. Um, and I started watching Toby's streams, branched out, started watching some of the people that he was playing with as well, um, which would be Spud who I now work for, and then kind of met Toby through Spud after that. It was kind of like a long train of meeting people yeah, um, or finding crea- creators. Um, started modding for him and then also started modding for Toby as well. And so that kind of, it was kind of just like this long trail and then we became friends over time, played some games with Toby, yeah. hung out, and then it kind of branched out into everybody else that I know. Um, yeah, cool. Just buys and Bordy, really wonderful people as well. That's that's crazy. What a it's such a crazy story. I guess, um, definitely in the, I guess the YouTube community and the content creator community, 
it, it's really about who you know um, mm-hmm. and just kind of putting yourself out there and, and um, sending, offering to edit for people and, um, and, and just getting to know people. Um, I've recently become involved with um, James uh, Crewy TV on Twitch. Go check him a follow. Mm-hmm. Uh, his community and that's how I met Lee and um, it's just such a lovely community to be in and I've met so many nice people it's it's just you just need to network and, and make friends it's good it's good to have connections and know people with connections yeah for sure because uh, then you can branch out yeah it's it, it's crazy just yeah internet is a wacky and wonderful place I think the the last thing that one of the last things on on the old topic list that I have to discuss um, you, you're a very, uh, talented artist and it's my understanding that you, yeah, you mentioned before you did a bit of commission work. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's kind of like a, it's honestly a bit of a meme at this point and I'm glad those kind of people get made fun of, but the, the, I don't need to pay you for this. I'll pay you an exposure kind of people. Yeah. Have you had much There's of that? There's a lot of those. I have... I personally haven't, but um, my friends who are artists yeah. get it a lot more, probably because I'm not... I'm a self-proclaimed editor mm-hmm. more than I am an artist. And okay. then my friends that are more artists than anything else, they get it a lot more. I've yeah. gotten it a few times, or a lot of it is, I'll do an art trade with you, but they're not artists. <laughs> yeah, I'll draw something in Microsoft Paint real quick. There's ones that will... Usually when it comes to commissions, the artist who's making the commissions has a commission sheet. So it says what they will draw, like people, animals, Mm -hmm. you know, backgrounds, things like that, and lists of things that they won't draw, such as, um, let's say they don't draw anime style, or they won't draw things that aren't safe for work, things like that. Yeah. There's a lot of people that will message and be like, oh, can you just do, like, this one anime drawing just this once? Yeah. Um, Or things like that, and then they'll get kind of upset with you for not um drawing what they want you to draw um which is the one i get a lot more interesting there was one that i said that my commissions were closed and they called me a racist because of it which was completely um uncorrelated there i don't understand where they got that idea but how does that work somewhere i don't know oh some wacky people Um, yeah but my artist's friends they get a lot more of the I'll pay you an exposure thing than I do, yeah. I think. But I guess, it is a very real thing and it happens all the time. <laughs> that's it seems so I don't, I don't know if it's just it's just me, but these these are people who this is their job. Um they they're freelance artists and you pay you I just can't comprehend those kind of people. It makes no sense to me. Mm-hmm. No sense at all. I had the the pleasure of working with Tony over the top on um oh wonderful artist the new logo that you're hopefully looking at right now and yeah she is she's wonderful she was great to work with um super quick turnaround and um and yes a a fair price as well she really she gets things done and she's so kind and sweet to work with as well she she somehow knows exactly what you want even if you can't describe it very well for sure i think i i don't know if, if i was a painful or or good uh, client to work uh, to work with, but <laughs> I was kind of uh, all, all my brief was was like I want to have the words bra Sunday. It's a podcast. Uh, I want to have like purple vaporwave style. 
uh, and mm-hmm. that's all I have. I don't, I don't know if that was good for her or bad for her because she had to, to kind of think about it. Um, but I like to think that I gave her kind of free reign over it and she could do whatever she want, wanted. And um, mm-hmm. she sent me a, an initial sketch and I'm like, yep, that's done. I, that's that's awesome. Exactly what yeah. you wanted. Yep. And she's incredibly good at doing that. And also tip your artists. Yes, tip them. If you can tip them, tip them. Yep. Yeah, I definitely did because she was awesome to work with. So, yeah, check out her Twitter as well, at Tony Over the Top, Tony with an I. There was one other thing on the um, topic list that we got to, but we didn't get to. Oh? The, the different treatment um, that I know Toby and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, sorry, I, I missed that completely. Hmm. Um, so, I, I from watching your stream a little bit, people were bringing up the, the Fitz and Caterino, um drama. Yeah. Which I was also asked about on stream a lot and I just said I don't want to talk about it because I don't want to talk about it. Mhm. I I like Fitz as a content creator. I like Carson as a content creator. And that's that's it. I don't think that I should be involved in or I don't think mm-hmm. I have an informed opinion on it. Um and I want to move past it because they've moved past exactly. it. Fitz has apologized. Carson's apologized. And that's that. But you keep getting asked about it because you're friends with I Toby, do. right? I do. Yeah. It's it's a whole mess because um, a lot of people think if you know one misfit, you know all the misfits. Yeah. Um, which is not the case. <laughs> I only know Toby. Yeah. Um, but they think that you can get a, in connections with the rest of them so some of them will realize that no i don't know fitz i don't know carson or any of them um but they'll be like hey can you ask toby to ask (laughs) fitz and i'm like this connection thing is not how this is this is not how it's gonna go yeah that's Um, not that's not what friendship is either why would why would mm -hmm. you ask it just makes no sense I, I want to be my own content creator and I don't want to pass messages on to people with more followers because in the end, follower count does not matter. Yeah. Follower, the actual followers that you have in the community that you have is the thing that matters, not the the number that is next to your name on any platform. Yeah. Um, so just PSA in general for everybody, if you have somebody that is friends with somebody that has more followers, don't ask them to send messages um, because they won't do it. They will I, never do it. Yeah. I've been asked to send uh, fan art to Slazo, um, which I definitely a... did not do. <laughs> it's so yeah. cringe. If you have something to send to a creator, if you have a message that you want to send to a creator, just DM them, send them a message, or tweet put it on them. Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Chances if are they'll see it. They them. might not like it, but they'll probably see it and they'll probably appreciate it. But um, Yeah. You can tag them in it. Yeah. The art, a lot of people love art. Um, I think that's the one thing that's kind of a universal love for everybody is they yeah. all love different art styles. Yeah, for sure. So if you have art, put it on Twitter, tag the creator. They're not going to hate you for tagging them, yeah. you know. They might not They're like it. They're going to... Like, as in they may yeah, not press they might, like. Yeah, they might not hit like, but I can guarantee you they will see it and they will think about it. Yeah. It does happen. Um, High-profile people have to watch out what they like because they got to keep in mind that it... Um, a lot of people will see this person like this and it'll pop up on a bunch of people's feeds, so... Um. Yeah, they they have to keep in mind, but it's it's much better than trying to message three other people to get to that one, because yeah. I can guarantee you, no one's going to go through that. They're not going to tell... I'm not going to tell Toby anything. I'm not going to tell Toby, tell Fitz anything. 
Yeah. And my stance on the whole thing is I'm not involved. I don't know them. So I'm not going to say anything because they don't know anything. Yeah. I got, I got a DM once, um, because I, I'm also, I'm an admin in, um, Damien Lee. He used to do voiceover work for MK. Um, somehow I'm an admin in his discord and I got DM'd something like, Hey, can you tell Damien that I told, I said, I hope he has a good day. I'm like, what? Just message the creator that yourself. <laughs> why do I need to tell him that? Like, that's such an odd thing to ask someone to do. Like, why should I tell my friend, hey, this random that I've never talked to before said, had a good day. Mm-hmm. How do they respond mm-hmm. to that? It puts them in such an awkward position. Honestly, it's just a polite thing to just message them yourself. Yeah. You know. Don't get offended if they don't respond. Yeah. Don't spam them. Yeah. But you can message them yourself rather than trying to go through other people who will ultimately um, never say anything about it. So that's a worse way to go about it because it's not going to get through. Yeah. Do you, uh, just a, a quick side question, um, mm-hmm. working behind the scenes with YouTube, do you have much much to do with like the demonetization process and that kind of thing? I don't. Lucky because you. Because <laughs> my channel does not have monetization oh, because okay. it doesn't have enough watch time or subs. I was thinking more um, with Spud. With Spud, he also doesn't because he doesn't have the watch oh, time. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, gotcha. But with th- that in mind, I, I'm aware of, like, the YouTube algorithm and the rules. My content is very friendly. Yep. Spud's content is less friendly Borderline, for yeah. YouTube, but it's still... I edit it to make sure that it will it's okay for YouTube and if it gets monetized someday that it will stay monetized. Yeah, that's good. So that he can make money from that because you you don't want to, you know, be like, "Oh, I'm going to put all these videos up but leave everything that's, you know, not great." If you want to make a channel like a good example would be the Unis Honest channel on YouTube. It's a channel that's staying up for one year and they're not caring about any monetization or anything. So they can say pretty much whatever they want. Yeah, that's cool. If you want to say whatever you want, make your own channel that you know won't be monetized. <laughs> but I don't really have to deal with it as much. I guess if now that the um, the requirements to get monetized are so damn crazy, um, mm-hmm. I guess that's a bit different. Um, smaller creators don't really even get a chance 4,000 hours of watch time oh, man that's so... I'm at 20 I think <laughs> that's so crazy um I, the reason I brought it up I I work managing uh a reddit channel um so doing thumbnails uploads all that kind of thing and we we get the the yellow dollar sign fairly frequently um and as far as I understand it when you upload a video uh, a robot scans through and and look both looks at the pictures and AI looks at the, the, the visuals to see if there's anything that looks like uh, NSFW or like guns or something like that. Um, and then it also listens to the the words that, that are said in the video. And then if there's anything in that, it flags it. Um, then you have to ap- appeal for a manual review. And like nine yeah. nine times out of 10, it passes that manual review. But the, the one time out of 10, you get that yellow dollar sign and views go down and basically make no money off it yeah i can understand how it'd be really difficult especially if it's a it's a job um i can imagine it being more difficult for higher um viewed content creators yeah for sure um and there's like specific subreddits that we do that are like slightly more risque and uh uh 
have some have some pretty borderline content and they always mm-hmm. just like I think it's it must be the title or something that gets it auto flagged but um we try to keep try to keep the first couple of minutes clean um so then when the manual reviewer watches it that's like the first 2 minutes that they see and um they can just flag it green from there which just is a little uh, go around yeah. honestly <laughs> yeah it, it 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 seems to it seems to work um and uh and that's just about the end of the the topic list um the big old question the last mm. one what are your plans for the future if you have any if you don't have any that's fine um i'm thinking you can uh, you can either answer short term or, or like what are you doing tomorrow or, or what do you want to do in the future i want to make more skits and i want to make more short films that's what i want to do i want to collaborate with other people who love doing um sketches i want to make sketches i want to grow my youtube channel my big focus has been my streaming but i can do that whenever i want so i I feel like even though i've been youtube doing youtube for a long time and it's getting almost tedious i feel like i should just go for it and just put everything that i have in my head out there and make ideas so i want to make lots more short films high high grade ones Mm mm-hmm and then a lot of sketches, I think. Eventually, I think my, my longest-term goal, life goal, is being a film director. Hell yeah, that's cool as. Um, do you think you'll go, go to study something at, um, at college for, for film? I hope so. If, if this whole uh, COVID thing blows over, I'm <laughs> supposed to go to college in the fall for some like prerequisites. Oh, cool. And then eventually um, do some more university stuff yeah cool um for a degree in communications which is what you need to be a director yeah no, that sounds sick um i remember i don't know when it was but the other day like had the idea of doing some kind of sketch with with both of us but mm-hmm. like i guess the, the the same kind of way that lachlan and um and jackson do it uh basically like taking turn taking turns at holding the camera and acting out a scene without uh without actually being there for the scene i suppose you could say uh mm-hmm. i think that could turn out really interesting i'm i'm working on a few ideas Hell yeah, um, okay. i gotta think of what we want to do yeah. but i have a few ideas for that yeah I, i'm keen for sure i think that'll be funny um do i have any plans for the future what am i i want i so i'm currently studying a degree of secondary teaching and science uh, majoring in software and chemistry um, so I, I have a lot of doors open for when I finish my degree. Um, but I think in the, in the short term and the long term, that degree is kind of like a, a backup, um, something to fall back on if I, if I want to really go for, if some, if some of my content really pops off and I want to go for that, um, and it doesn't work out in the end that I can go to teaching or I can go to IT, um, mm-hmm. and if I get like an offer to work for, for some company doing media production, some kind of podcast producing or, or editing or something like that, I can I can pursue that. Um, and then mm-hmm. once again, I've got very the... similar to me. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Because um, originally my idea was the only thing I wanted to do was directing. Yeah. But now that I have stream and I have YouTube, I'm like I'm gonna use it as my backup. I'll still do it. Yeah. It's just I really enjoy streaming and I really enjoy making YouTube videos. Yeah, it's good. We got this worked out. We got this. Hell yeah. This has been the Brass Sunday Podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, Lee. Really appreciate it. 
Hell yeah. Uh, go follow Lee at Summerlin Twitch on Twitter. Summerlin Sunshine on Twitch. Follow the podcast. Um, obviously, you found it if you're listening to this. <laughs> but follow at Bra Sunday on Twitter. I'm Lockie, uh, Lockie JG on Twitter. And thank you for listening. Bruh. Bruh.